0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, it's Paul Lang from Discipline Trading Strategies, and this is podcast number 28. This is called Why the Pundits Seem Right. When I'm talking, I'll frequently use the word pundit, and since I'm talking about it for this podcast, I thought I ought to look up the actual definition. The definition is, a pundit is a person who is an expert in a specific field or subject and frequently offers their opinions to the public. Well, that's exactly what I thought, no surprise. But I realized that when I use the term pundit and I'm speaking about pundits, I'm usually saying it in a slightly sarcastic or negative manner. But as I kept reading, I found a further definition said, Pundit can also be used to describe someone in a negative light. For example, Wall Street pundits are divided over whether the economy is slowing down. There you go. That's kind of the one that I use. So what I'm referring to are all the various financial shows or maybe even your local news when the financial portion comes on. And they discuss for you and describe and tell you in detail exactly why things are happening in the stock market because the economy and what's happening and why the market fell today or why the market rallied today. This is exactly the information I'm talking about that can be so negative to a trader or an investor. I wanna go through and discuss this step by step so you understand exactly what I mean. And I wanna start off by making two comments. First of all, there are a lot of smart people out there talking about the financial world. I'll come back to that in a minute and explain why it doesn't matter. And second of all, there's a difference in my life between my trading life and my personal life. In my personal life, I listen to the news, I hear what people say in politics, in the economy, stock market, whatever it is. I listen a little bit. I don't listen much every day because most of it bores me. But as a person, you may want to hear what people say. But there's a difference as a trader to think that you're learning something by listening to the summary of what happened that day. It's very deceiving. Worse than deceiving, it can actually end your career, in my opinion. So with those two little caveats out of the way, let me begin. First of all, a lot of people you hear talking are not smart. A lot of them are nothing more than talk show hosts. They became popular because of their mannerism, their look, whatever it was, maybe just their ability to interview people. But a lot of these financial people are doing nothing more than interviewing people, asking questions, summarizing information. They themselves have no special insight into what's going on in the economy or the financial world or the stock market. I'm kind of separating those. I'll explain why in a little bit. And some people are fairly intelligent about what they talk about. I can tell the difference immediately. I don't know if you can, but I can tell who really knows what they're saying. But even these people have a problem, and that is that they are limited in what they can say because of the show they are on. They are not allowed to say exactly what they maybe think, feel, or want to say because there is a format that exists at every show. Let me explain that. I'm not an expert at this, but this is mostly just common sense. Every financial show you see out there, every news broadcast, whatever it is, is a company. It's an entity whose sole purpose is to make money. How do they make money? Well, very simply, they make money by selling advertising and they can get more advertising income the more listeners are listening to them. So, obviously, the goal, no kidding, for any kind of financial show, like any show, is to have as many listeners as possible at any moment. What does that mean to us as intelligent people? Well, it means that. What they are saying is not necessarily what should be said, the truth, or anything else for that matter. It simply is what is being said is there to attract the most possible listeners. Let me give you an example. Have you ever heard a financial show say to you that the market is going to crash? Now, keep in mind there's a difference. Financial shows have guests on all the time, and there's a reason for that. The reason they have guests on all the time is to have differing opinions. Oftentimes, they'll have several people that have a bullish view on something, and then they'll bring on the person who has that opposite view, the bearish person, and they will kind of silently mock him to some degree. They never are in favor of him. But the reason he's on there is because in the event that the market has a crash or has a severe correction, they'll pull that show up and bring that guy on and say, boy, we had you on our show and you called it exactly, you said it right here on our broadcast, that that was the market high and it was going to correct or dip or crash or whatever he said. So this is the first reason they always seem right because they offer every opinion and then they just go back and throw it at you at some later date and you as the maybe just kind of occasionally listening observer think, wow, the show really had it. They had this guy on, they know what he was doing, I got to listen to the show. But the reason is that they always will mock the person in real time when the market's going up is very simple. The vast majority of the public who's involved in the stock market is long. They have bullish positions. In their 401k, you have to have bullish positions. In their accounts, they're bullish. Everybody's always betting the market is going up, which is a good bet in the long term, of course. But here's the problem. If there ever came a time where the intelligent people on the shows knew, as certain as they could be, that the market was about to correct or crash, they couldn't say so. Why? Because nobody wants to hear the market's going to crash. They're not going to listen to you. Everybody's bullish. Everybody wants to stay bullish. And nobody wants to hear about A possible correction or have the stress about what to do with their things in their account so they always will gravitate to the show that's just telling them hey everything's rosy things will be going up forever this works out well for the pundits for the news shows for the financial shows because most of the time the market is up time-wise it's up most of the time price-wise it's up most of the time but when a correction or a crash comes it can be severe it was extremely obvious in 2000 that a crash was imminent and when it began that little rally back that came after that was a disaster for people who thought it was a viable dip the market fell and it took 17 years for the Nasdaq to get back where it was so if you listen to the pundits who said oh this is a viable pullback or oh don't worry dow's going to 50,000 which some people said well you got hurt and you got hurt very badly but their game plan is simple they're right 90% of the time if they just keep saying market higher and when they're not right, of course, what do they do? They come out and number one, they may pull out a couple of people they had as guests that said, hey, look, we kind of knew this was coming. We had these people on. They told you that. But number two, what they will usually do is say, well, nobody could see this coming. This is just unbelievable. Well, how did this happen? You know, this is just a fluke. And, you know, why are people overreacting like this? This is just something we don't expect, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to keep in mind, you're going to get a very filtered down, watered down view of the truth. And then, of course, there's the fact that maybe most of the people on the shows really wouldn't know anyhow when things are likely to correct or to fall. And I have a whole memory full of comments that I've heard from these financial people that are just ignorant comments. And I'm sorry, but they simply are. I'll just give you one. I don't want to name names because it really doesn't matter. But this person asked of a guest. After we had a really long-term bull market and things were looking you know, like we hadn't corrected in a long time and actually were close to the point we're going to correct, but well, they asked of a guest, can we finally trust the stock market? So that is about one of the most ignorant questions you can ask because the market is not there to be trusted. If there's one thing for sure that's guaranteed, the market will crash. Of course, the end-all question is when. People are oftentimes a decade off and when that number is coming or when it's going to happen. But of course it will. The market is, in essence, really nothing but a big Ponzi scheme. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's great to have your money in there long term. And I encourage people to dollar cost average in when when you're getting in at a beginning point near the bottom. But it is nevertheless a big Ponzi scheme when you really think about it. So to trust the market shows complete ignorance of what it is. The market cannot go up forever. It's based on a limited money supply. And when the government prints money quickly, that limited money supply is ever increasing. But there's still a limit. And there's a limit to how many people in the world, how many are putting the money in the market, simply limited. And you cannot go up forever. And when the correction begins, it often leads to a crash. It's just a fact of life. It'll never change. For somebody to think that's never going to happen shows pure ignorance. So, bottom line, there are many people that simply don't know what they're saying. There are many guests that simply don't know what they're saying. The talk show hosts are there for entertainment, and they often have enough variety of guests on that sometime in the future they can go back and say, hey. We told you this was going to happen. The pundits always seem right because they never admit to being wrong. Have you ever heard any of the hosts of a financial show or any guest come back and say, yeah, boy, I had that completely wrong. Boy, am I stupid. Sorry about that. That never happens. When the guests are wrong, they just don't come back for a long period of time. When they do come back, they completely ignore what they said before. I heard somebody recently who had something completely wrong. He came back on the show and had a new attitude, a new opinion, which is 180 different from what he said before, never even mentioned it. Just all of a sudden, he's changed his mind about something. Their format today reminds me of something that happened years ago before the internet. You would often get if you were on the financial junk list. And when I first started in the markets, which is just before 2000, I was still getting mail like that. And what you would often receive in your mailbox would be three different letters. They looked different. They didn't appear to be related to each other. One would be from, you know, the bull market fund. And the letter would say, market's going higher the next two years. Put all your money in the market, blah, blah, blah. You would then get another mail that would say, the bear market fund, whatever they call themselves. And the newsletter would say, market's gonna crash for the next year, 18 months, it'll be a devastating crash, take your money out of the market. And then there will be another letter you get that says, it's from the neutral market people, whatever they call themselves. And it says the market will just be in a sideways pattern, Don't waste your time making a lot of market moves over the next 18 months, whatever it is. Well, the funny part of that was, of course, that all three of those letters came from the same company under different subcompany names. So, of course, the point is they have no clue where the market's going, but at the end of 18 months, whatever the market did, They would then, of course, go back, if the market went up for 18 months, for example, they would go to their bull market letter and remail everybody and say, hey, we told you this is going to happen, now subscribe to us and find them what's going to happen for the next six months, whatever it is. It's kind of the same thing the pundits do, throw out a bunch of different opinions and then come back and say, look, we told you what was going to happen. So let's go on to the next big part of this concept, if you will, and that is the fact that the financial shows, the pundits, will often spend a lot of time talking about the economy. Why is that? Well, because every day there are a slew of economic numbers that come out. There are a slew of economic reports coming out every month. There's all kinds of discussion that can be had about the economy all over the place. Now, if you're just gonna talk about the stock market, it gets pretty boring. There's the numbers, there's what we were. How do you know where the market's going? Well, if you're an intelligent trader investor, you understand, what to look at to determine where the market's going because we look at charts because that is the summary of everything out there. That is the summary of the view of all the money in the market. But when you have a financial show, you can't do that because you would have nothing to say 59 minutes out of every hour. So what they have to do, of course, is create this concept that if you understand the economy, you'll then be able to make money in the stock market. That's directly said on every financial show I've ever heard. Why do they do that? Well, because then they can talk about the economy for 90% of the time. That is what they do. A lot of these shows these days talk about politics because that's a very good way to get viewers, popular thing. But most of the talk is about the economy, not about the stock market directly. And of course, their catch is that if you understand the economy, you'll make money in the stock market. But nothing could be farther from the truth. They say that the economy leads the market. Do you realize that that's not really true? That's a fallacy. Can i prove that yeah, i can prove that without even opening a book or showing you anything i can just tell you the major market crashes in the stock market have occurred when according to the news pundits it would be a bad economy that would give you the hint and the clue that the market was going to crash well let's go back to the original devastating one in 1929 let me see the market crashed in 1929 because of the terrible economy throughout the 20s that gave all investors a clue. No, that's not right. It was called the roaring 20s, from what I understand, and it was the biggest economic boom in our history. The market didn't crash because of a bad economy. If you listen to what the pundits say and look for signs of a weakening economy, you have been holding the whole bag like a lot of people were in 1929. The market crashed because of what Greenspan later termed as irrational exuberance. In other words, all the money was in the market. There are other reasons you can point to. I know that made it happen quick and devastating. There was huge leverage you could have and all that stuff. But nevertheless, the point was we ran out of money. The market hit an apex. And when people start selling, everybody says, I want my profits. And everybody sells. Boom, market crash. How about the first one I experienced as a trader in 2000? Let me see, the 1990s were such a terrible economic time that traders who understood the economy and understood the economy was cracking would have been able to predict a crash of 2000. No, once again, the 1990s were an economic boom, technology boom. It was an incredible period of time. And once again, it came from an overbought market, which actually came from a great economy. So the market hits bottom, 2001, 2002, whatever, and then we rally for six more years. And then the same thing, 2008 had a whole lot of things going on. But once again, after the fact, you're told about the reason something happened. And then you look back and say, oh boy, if I would have paid attention to these things, I would have known. But in real time, nobody ever sees this coming. Nobody told you in 2008 or just before the 2008 crash, nobody told you, not on a popular big financial show, nobody told you the market was going to crash. Now, afterwards, of course, then everybody's a genius. And we talk about real estate and blah, 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 blah. But nobody tells you in real time. It's always after the fact. And this is why they always seem right, because after the fact, they explain to you, exactly why the market went up, exactly why the market went down. And you're of course just sitting, oh yeah, well now I understand. This even happens on a day-to-day basis when you look at it. Every day at the end of the day, the market's up or down. The market's up or down because of supply and demand, because of whatever it is. But every day at the end of the day, the news pundits will come on and say to you, well, market was up today, And that was because of we had a good economic report that the U.S. economy grew 0.1% this month and we weren't expecting that big growth. There might've been seven other bad news reports that day that the market ignored, but you don't hear about those. You just hear market up, go pick the piece of good news. There's the reason. And then you as a new trader investor think, oh, okay, I have to pay attention to the U.S. growth because that's what determines if the market is up or down every day. Another day the market is down. There are maybe six pieces of good news out there and one piece of bad news and of course the pundits say well traders reacted very negatively today to the book to bill ratio because blah 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 and of course they ignore the seven other pieces of good news the truth of it is there's no direct correlation to any of these unless it's a real shock value news type of thing want the ultimate example this recent rally that started back in november the day it happened the market was gapping down big one of the biggest gap downs and it of course was on very negative news for the market, at least that's what the pundits called it. It was hot news, as they call it, meaning hot economy, meaning raise interest rates. So the market had been reacting negatively to anything about raising interest rates, and the pundits spent all morning discussing, wow, this is terrible, market's gapping down, interest rates again, what are they doing to the market, why are they doing this, this is going to be a terrible day, we're heading lower, blah, blah, blah. And of course, what happens is, is that that set the low for a three month rally. All of a sudden, now the market is celebrating or doesn't care about interest rate hikes because all of a sudden now, well, a good economy is good news. Did you ever hear them go back and explain to you why that was the case? No, of course not. It's almost hysterical that some days, hot interest rate news hits the market hard downward and some days the market rallies anyhow. And yet nobody seems to explain how that happens If you are believing that the news drives the economy, the economy drives the market, there's no correlation there. If you start paying attention to this, you will see what I mean. And you don't have to believe me. Just go pay attention. Just think about the extremely weird situation traders are often in like we are right now. Do you realize that as a trader investor, you actually end up on most days, to the extent you're hoping for news, you're hoping for bad news. Think what a terrible thing that is. Isn't this weird? And this is brought about by the Fed. The Fed has put in this situation where we as traders and investors realize that free money flowing in the market keeps the market afloat and keeps it going higher, but that also is inflationary. So now we're in this weird position where if good economic news comes out, you know, lower unemployment, better GDP, whatever it is, all that is considered hot and may raise interest rates. So investors hate it. So now investors have to root for bad news for the country almost rooting for a depression or a recession coming up so that interest rates can be lowered. It's such a backwards way of doing things. And the truth of it is, when you look at it, nobody can figure out the economy. The top economists in the world really don't have a clue what's going to happen. The smartest people we have running the economy, I'm not mocking them. I don't think it's an easy job, but they probably do no better than a high school graduate would when you look at what's going on. It's an extremely complicated thing. But the answer to it is to not try and figure out the economy or to figure out if it has any correlation or causation to the stock market, but rather look at the market and see the reaction to it on a day-by-day basis. That's what you do. If you're a day trader, we look at the reaction that happens every 10 or 15 or five or 30 minutes, wherever it is. As a swing trader, you're looking at the reaction every few hours, every couple of days. As a long-term trader investor, you're looking at the reaction on a daily chart, weekly chart, whatever it is. But trading investing, as I said to you before, is very simply understanding the battle between the bulls and the bears across the pertinent time frames for whatever you're trading, whether you're a day trader, long-term investor, whatever it is. So bottom line, how does this hurt so many people? Like I said earlier, I'll listen to things for a few minutes a day, just so I know what's going on as a human being. I know in every fiber of my body, not to in any way let that influence me because it's been proven to me thousands of times that there is no direct relationship. However, if you're a newer trader investor, or if you're struggling, I got to call you new, You may be influenced by these things. I have so many people tell me, and and even when I I take trades on something in my long-term letter, they'll come back to me and say, Paul, how can you do that? Didn't you hear the news about this or that? And actually, no, I didn't hear or I didn't care. I probably did hear, but I just don't care. Many new traders can't trade properly because they're listening what's going into their ears and ignoring what's actually happening on the chart with stocks. I hope you find this to be good advice. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to email me. My email is somewhere on the site here. You can find it. And be sure to subscribe if you want to get these coming to you every Thursday. This is Paul for Discipline Trading Strategies. Good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.